Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I think there are some people in life who like to make rules and live by them. There are other people, perhaps anarchists, who decide that they don't want to follow any of the rules. And then there are other people who like to know the rules, think about the rules, question the rules, and then decide whether or not they want to work within or without those rules. I think I'll count myself into the third category, although I'm sure there are people who've worked with me and known me over the years who would put me quite firmly into the second category. But over the last week, I came across a set of rules that I thought were interesting and worth having a think about. They were written in the late 1960s, but I can't remember who by, I think it was perhaps a group of nuns maybe, uh, for an art college or art school, something like that. But I may be wrong. Maybe you will recognise them and let me know. Either way, I think they are worth reading. So here we go. Rule one, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. Rule two, general duties of a student, pull everything out of your teacher pull everything out of your fellow students. Rule three, general duties of a teacher, pull everything out of your students. Rule four, consider everything as an experiment. Rule five, be self-disciplined. This means finding someone wise or smart and choosing to follow them. To be disciplined is to follow in a good way. To be self-disciplined is to follow in a better way. Rule six, nothing is a mistake. There's no win and no fail. There's only make. Rule seven, the only rule is work. If you work, it will lead you to something. It's the people who do all of the work all the time who eventually catch on to things. Rule eight, don't try to create and analyse at the same time. They're different processes. Rule nine, be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. Rule 10. We're breaking all of the rules, even our own rules. And how do we do that? By leaving plenty of room for X quantities. John Cage supplied Rule 10. Helpful hints. Always be around. Come or go to everything. Always go to classes. Read anything you can get your hands on. Look at movies carefully often. Save everything. It might come in handy later. There should be new rules next week. In the past week, I caught up with watching the last episode of the Rankin-presented BBC-produced television programme about trying to find who was the best photographer. I saw the first episode and I got a little way into the second episode, but I've got to be honest, I couldn't go any further. But I picked up at the end of the series with the final episode, and I managed to get all the way through it. Although I've got to be honest, at times I really did just want to watch something else, but I stuck with it. I watched it so you don't have to. So what was my kind of feeling about that last episode? Well, I was disappointed with the show overall, I have to say. I've just been watching uh, Sky Art's new programme called The Art Show. It's a really intelligent, informative, um, erudite programme. Exactly what photography needs and doesn't have. But anyway, back to the ranking competition thing. 
My concern really was that I felt that one of the really good parts of the programme each week was the idea of introducing feedback. The feedback the photographers were getting from what I saw wasn't great, but the idea of receiving feedback was an interesting element. Therefore, by the end of the series, I was hoping that the students, the entrants, the competitors, call them what you will, had responded well to the feedback, the formative feedback that they had received, and therefore their way of working and their understanding of photography by the final episode would have improved and grown. They were given one task where they could photograph anything that they wanted to. And it was at this point that I recognised that they'd learned very little. Only one of the entrants, the competitors, had done the research to find a story, a location, interesting people. He'd done the legwork before taking a photograph. He was the oldest of the competitors. And he'd found some soldiers who were suffering from PTSD. And therefore, the work that came from that was meaningful and it seemed to me to have a reason to exist. The other photographers had not really learned anything because their idea was they were going to go somewhere and photography was just going to happen. Pictures were going to miraculously appear out of nowhere. Now, we all know that sometimes they do. Well, that's a risky strategy, and it really, to me, shows that they had not learned very much about what it really takes to be a photographer. Maybe it would have been beneficial to all of them to have listened to some of the episodes of this podcast. Not me, of course, but the photographers explaining what photography means to them. Then they would have really got a true understanding and perhaps would have done the research and the preparation that's required to create good and strong work. When you've been engaged and involved with photography over a long period of time, as I have, it's very easy to um, believe that you know of the great work, the great photographers, who over the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years have created the images that are burned into our retinas and that mean so much to us. But of course, that's not the case. There's always new work to discover and new work to see. And this week's contributor to what does photography mean to you and to him is one of those photographers that I was unaware of until seeing some of his work in a book recently. So who is that? Well, this week we welcome Fabio Ponzio, whose interest in photography began in 1976 during a trip to the Balkans. In 1977, he made his first photographic journey across northern Europe, travelling on a scooter between 1978 to 1980. Ponzio continued his travels into Germany and across Great Britain. He worked for the Italian and international press from 1980 to 1987 and co-founded two photojournalism agencies. In 1987, returning from a trip to Istanbul, he embarked on a lengthy photographic project in search of Eastern Europe, travelling through Poland, Czechoslovakia, Germany, Hungary, the Ukraine, Russia, Romania, Bulgaria, Turkey, Yugoslavia and Albania. 
1989, he documented the fall of the communist regimes. And in 1991, he received the European Kodak Award for photography. In 1993, he received the Mother Jones Foundation Award for Documentary Photography and in 1998, the Leica Oscar Barnack Award. Ponzio continued to travel across Eastern Europe from 1987 to 2009 and in 2003 travelled to Georgia with his friend, the writer Rocco Carbone, and began a series of trips to the Southern Caucasus. In 2007, he was commissioned by Maxi in Rome to document the Italian landscape, a project that instigated a series of travels in Western Europe in 2008. In 2020, that book I said to you that caught my eye, and it's a book, by the way, that I think every photographer should own or at least see, it's called East of Nowhere, and that was published as a collection of 22 years of work. It also contains a preface written by the Romanian-born German novelist Herta Muller, the recipient of the 2009 Nobel Prize for Literature. Fabio's contribution is read by his daughter, Charlie Ponzio. I was born in Milan in 1959. My life has been anything but linear, and at times I have struggled to make sense of it. The events usually associated with the career of a photographer, such as book publications, exhibitions and festivals, have been, in my case, either marginal or non-existent. But despite this, the impulse to translate what I see into the creation of an image has always been strong in me. In the beginning, I was fascinated by painting. I began to paint at 13. It was an immensely liberating pleasure, but one that isolated me. Only later, through travel, did I discover photography and the freedom and wonder of encountering the world. It was then that travel began to mark the beat of my life story. In 1977, I set off for Northern Europe and discovered Amsterdam, Hamburg, Cologne, Dusseldorf and Copenhagen. I went with a friend and we took turns driving an old, clapped-out Vespa, travelling by night and day through the cities of the North Sea and the Baltic. We slept in a tent in motorway laybys or sheltered in the closed entrances to underground stations and along the vast beaches of the north. Sometimes we stayed in the homes of friends we made along the way. Those days have stayed alive in my memory and have determined the way I travel and the way I photograph. From the start, my notion of photography was inseparable from travel. To spend the night on the roadside, to wake up in an unknown place at the first streaks of dawn, are experiences that magically lend themselves to encounters and apparitions. I betrayed this concept of photography for a period from 1980, when I began to work as a news photographer. I worked freelance for national and international papers, covering news events in Italy. I learned a great deal during that period, but I lost my freedom and the quality of my photographs diminished. Working to assignment began to have an anaesthetizing effect on me, and gradually I lost passion for my work. 
In the spring of 1987, after photographing a tycoon of the car industry for the cover of the American magazine Newsweek, I reached the realisation that I could no longer continue along that road. I understood that for me, photography could not be dictated by a financial contract. In December 1987, I made the decision to leave for Istanbul. I wanted to reclaim the essence of looking, the physical effort of walking, the joy of creating compositions and of being free. To be a photographer is to accept a strict discipline, remembering that every thought and every action in your daily life should directly or indirectly contribute to making better photos. It may seem exaggerated to say so, but behind every good photograph, there is a long journey made up of choices. Some of them difficult. In order to take a good photograph, you need to find within you a degree of concentration that doesn't take a day or even a week to achieve. You need to rid yourself of all the negative stimuli that generate a superficial and limited perception of reality and which prevent you from really becoming aware of time and space. At the moment of taking a photograph, in that precise instant, you instinctively make a decision about how to organise those two elements. To reach this point, you need to have a deep understanding of the significance of time. If you don't nurture a respect for the passing of time during the days, months and years of your own life, you cannot understand how to manage that final instant when the photograph is created. That instant is the miraculous conclusion of a journey travelled in time over many years and which must be able to precisely define the space portrayed. Thank you, Fabio, and thank you, Charlie, for the uh, contribution this week. Fitting very neatly, I think, into what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, that idea of understanding of the importance of life to photography and that idea of finding the story and the stories coming from within, something that uh, that BBC programme uh, definitely didn't do, didn't give the photographers that understanding, but also perhaps perhaps picking up on a few of those rules that we went through at the beginning of the uh, episode. I'm always a little bit nervous reading out the rules. Uh, Daniel Meadows' rules um, in his contribution many episodes ago now. If you haven't heard that one, do check it out. It was a brilliant contribution. Uh, that ups- They upset a few people, um, as perhaps rules should do, or perhaps as self-anointed uh, rules should do. I definitely feel that Fabio is setting his own rules and his his own agenda for his work. So that's Fabio Ponzio. Check him out immediately. I guarantee that he the work will change the way you think about your photography. It certainly did me when I saw mine. A funny little kind of connection there, though, what, listening to uh, Fabio and Charlie's uh, contribution this week. Um, it's exactly how I started out working as a photographer. I got a Vespa in Bologna and I rode it to Naples 
on my own via Rome uh, back in around 99, I think, 2000, maybe around that time. Um, just a couple of Hasselblads, and uh, Hasselblads, I should say, some bags and some film and a couple of old army bags uh, stopping off as I went along on my journey. Anybody I thought looked interesting, I would stop and I would ask if I could photograph them. Uh, I don't speak any Italian, so the universal language of mime was incredibly important, as it so often is. Anyway, the work created on that particular journey for me became my portfolio that I launched me, I suppose, uh, as a working professional photographer and moved me from the world of being an art director. So really interesting to hear Fabio's journey setting out and being an instigator for his body of work that uh, took him over those coming decades. So thanks very much uh, for that, both Fabio and Charlie. Uh, just uh, leaves me this week to a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget that the book, uh, What Does Photography Mean to You? Still available, $9.99 plus post and packing from uh, bluecoatpress.co.uk. And those guys will send it to you wherever you are in the world and wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to keep up to date with what's going on on the United Nations of Photography.com website and uh, be reminded every Wednesday that this podcast has gone live, then you can uh, sign up for our newsletter by just dropping in your email address at www.getreview.co forward slash profile forward slash UN of photo. So a couple of ways there where you can keep um, informed as to what we're doing, why we're doing it, and uh, make sure that you don't spend all of your time on social media looking out for our reminders. It just drops into your email inbox. As we're getting to the end of the academic year, I get more time to work photographically, which I really enjoy on those personal projects. And the last week, um, we've created what my wife thinks is an outdoor room and what actually is going to be an outdoor portfolio, uh, portfolio, portrait studio. I do apologize. Um, So I've been working on that. So lots of stuff going on. I'm hearing from lots of photographers who getting excited about projects coming up and a lot of photographers getting commissioned uh, I suppose in a way a year's worth of work coming in the space of a couple of weeks I hope you're also in that position wherever you may be I also want to just point out that the photographers that contribute to this podcast are all listed on the United Nations of Photography uh, dot com website and that's under what does photography mean to you you can see the full list there with hot links to all of their websites so that's a great resource to find out about photographers that you may not be aware of or you may have forgotten about i love doing that that's part of what i do is every day i try and learn and i try and see new work and then each week i try and bring those photographers to you they may be new to you and they may not but i hope that every week they're inspiring hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast not much else to say apart from those two important words take care